In his wisdom, God has made the church a place where we can help each other. Through the experience of those around us, we can find comfort and support in knowing that we're not on our own. Our hope for the Childlike Podcast is to help share some of that experience and enable you to thrive in parenthood through the Born to Worship series. We hope you enjoy this episode. Let's dive in. And welcome to the Childlike Podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm James. And joining us for today's podcast, we have Lawrence and Judith. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) It's really great to have you with us this evening. And we're really looking forward to hearing um, about your experiences. But before we start, it'd be great if you could just tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, about your families. Lawrence, would you like to go first? Thanks. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, Lawrence, uh, I'm married to Charmaine, um, and I've got three children. Um, youngest is three, middle seven, and the oldest is eight. Uh, and then we have uh, one cat and a kitten as well. <laughs> so, um, and I work uh, as a pediatric audiologist at MSG um, and do some work for MSG and some for HSC, which for non-Guernsey listeners is... Um, the healthcare system. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Judith. I'm Judith. I'm married to Jonathan and I've got three adult daughters who are 31, 29 and 26 next week. And I have two sons-in-laws and two grandsons and another one due in February. Exciting. Very exciting. (laughs) Lovely, lovely stage of life. (laughs) So this episode, we are going to be chatting about mealtimes. Now, we all know these can be a bit crazy, a time of day when you're rushing to get to the bath and then to bed and then have a bit of a cup of tea. Does that sound about right, James? Yes, yeah. (laughs) Literally just what I've just said. So, yeah. (laughs) So it could be a bit messy with, like, weaning your baby or it could be stressful with hangry teenagers. It could be even emotional if someone's a bit tired from the day or there's been a falling out. You guys agree of all those things? Mm -hmm. (laughs) just doing a snapshot of our family life when the girls were teenagers. So I've heard it said, though, that mealtimes could be a quite important time of day. Um, A time we sit down together as a family, even just a few times a week, can be quite beneficial in many ways. Um, So I had a little look online, and the Huffington Post in 2018 actually reported that a family meal can lead to and aid healthier eating, lower rates of depression and anxiety, higher self-esteem and even better vocabulary, um, which pretty Mm. good paybacks really, isn't it? You know, Mm. just for sitting together and and eating, which we all have to do. Um, Also, though, we also know that Jesus used to eat, you know, he was human, (laughs) but he used to eat with his disciples and um, and. He used to also do it as a way to remember the gospel um, and told us to do it, to to uh, remember what he did for us, um, which I think also shows us how mealtimes can be used to grow us in our faith together. Um, so all of that said, we're going to talk about what our mealtimes are like and just share with, with each other how we have used them as times to chat about God with our family. So if you guys want to start off, um, what what does that kind of look like in your household, Lawrence? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad you is here because um, we'll be relying on her for the, the spiritual <laughs> stuff. And, uh, the stuff so, um, yeah, I thought it was very interesting what you said, uh, benefits of dinner time. And uh, I, I was going to kind of wanted to give sort of a, a different perspective and that 
actually trying to do too much of a spiritual something at dinner time uh, can be quite um, difficult because uh, yeah, dinner, dinner time for, for us is quite a fundamental thing. And mm. if you kind of don't get your meal times right, if you try and have worship, uh, I look at sort of eating time as a time, well, I'll just describe it a little bit. So I, I get home and then I like to sit down with my family and eat. And for me, when you've got, you know, we had two older children, seven and eight, and suddenly when you have a third one, I can literally ex- explain it as kind of like an explosion into your life. Um, there's just literally no other way to explain it. Um, I kind of thought probably um, Charmaine and I were good parents because you can be quite good parents when you've got two children. But, 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 one for each hand. One yeah. for each hand, One for exactly. each parent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but when, when you suddenly got a seven or eight-year-old uh, and then you've got suddenly a younger child, everything goes out the window. I mean, everything. And I just feel that our dinner times have sort of regressed a little bit. Um, sometimes with a young family, I, I want to convey to my family that food is just such an incredible blessing. Mm. And, we, we, and we really need to honor our food. So kind of sometimes, you know, sitting down and just you know, not taking account of it, not being grateful. So I'm not saying that we never talk or never chat, but mm. I, I want to instill in them that, you know, food is great. Um, I want them to see that I eat all my food and I'm grateful. And so I think with young families, it's it's quite a, a difficult time, tricky time, and adding too much drags it out. And um, so, yeah. So would you say it's more about being thankful and saying do you say grace at the beginning of your dinner time yeah that that is exactly what we do Mm. um and and yeah that's something that our three-year-old loves doing Mm -hmm. you know thanking um jesus for you know superheroes thanking jesus for the cats (laughs) this and that and and that's something really special and we we encourage the boys to and I, i do sometimes think that we forget that people don't get it. Some people don't get an evening meal. So just having that great, mm. deep thankfulness and honouring um, the person who cooked the food, and that's really great. And we've spoken a lot as these podcasts have gone on, haven't we? About as parents, just being examples to our children mm, and pointing yeah. them in the right direction of things. And um, yeah, just what you said there, uh, Lawrence, is is exactly what you're doing, um, mm. and that's really encouraging. I think we actually, as a family, often sit down and forget to say grace because we're just so hungry, or you know, <laughs> trying to rush on to what the next activity is, or um, you know. And so that's really good to be reminded of of that. Yeah. Judith, when your kids were young, was mm. that a similar thing for you that it was um, just trying to get your kids to eat? <laughs> I think um, our meal times have always been noisy, live if you know our girls you wouldn't be surprised (laughs) at that and um, trying to um, have a good conversation get people to sit on their chairs properly (laughs) in fact one of my daughters said she feels she's turning into me telling her child will you sit on your chair properly (laughs) and and all of that going on you know it's mealtimes they're lovely aren't they and I'm so glad that we invested in eating together Mm. because we've had such amazing foundational things put into our family through that but sometimes when they're small it's exhausting Mm. isn't it and um Mm. But at the same time, 
you know, lots of fun. Mm. And I know for us, our youngest, um, she won't mind me saying this, but she used to be often saying, I've been trying to speak (laughs) for 15 minutes. (laughs) Because the others were always so keen to talk, and particularly as they got older. We have had some amazing conversations Mm. around the table that have been conversations that you wouldn't have together as a family unless you were all sitting Mm. down together because you might be with one child or you might be in the car with even a couple of children, but to all be together as a family Mm. um, has been so, so valuable. Mm. And obviously in our busy lives, that's something that gets neglected these days or not honoured as much. And Mm. I would say it's definitely worth Mm. investing in the hard work of doing family (laughs) meal times which you think like you get to the end of your meal and think oh gosh Mm. that was exhausting (laughs) but I was just going to say something about grace saying grace Mm. because I grew up in a family which um, my parents were Christians but there was a lot of kind of um, religious behavior if you like Mm. and um, not I didn't always feel that there was a lot of authenticity mm. what do you mean by religious behavior what, can um, you give us an example saying of grace every meal time mm. going to church on a sunday um but particularly with my dad who's passed away now there wasn't a lot of connection i he never prayed with me or really talked to me about his faith mm. in god so sunday it was all dressing up and going to church mm. but yeah. in terms of at home having meaningful discussions and supportive chats and things that there was a lot of that was missing and I hated the way that we said grace in our house because it was always a recited grace Mm. and we took it in turns as children I'm one of five and it was just said as hurriedly as possible and with no feeling and no meaning so Mm. when we had our kids that's something we decided we weren't going to say grace every Mm. meal but not that people shouldn't, but mm. if it becomes ritualistic, yeah. I mm. felt that I hated that and mm. I didn't ever want to be like that. Yeah, sure. So we tend to say grace on, you know, when we really want to say, right, come on, let's thank God together. Mm. And I think you can do that yeah. on an every mealtime basis. But I think for us, that was more important that we did it mm. meaningfully yeah. less mm. often than mm. do it by rote. It's interesting because, you know, one of the common themes that have come out through all of these podcasts that we've been doing is is how we use things to warm our affections for God, how we use Mm. kind of food, how we use Disney films, Mm. how we use um, music, whether that's secular or or worship um, Mm. music, how we use that to kind of like remind ourselves more quickly of God's provision and God's goodness and God's grace and and the gospel and, and our hope in salvation. And so it is, it's almost like that with food, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. When we get our food and, and we can use that intentionally and you're right. Mm. I can, I've got memories of being at my, um, gran and grandpa's house and really fond memories mm. but i can tell you word for word for what we're about to receive in yeah. the Lord, maybe the truth, <laughs> yeah. amen and and it was something you just get through yeah as yeah. opposed to seeing um food provision you know our daily bread mm. uh, in a sense mm. as reason to just worship and celebrate mm. what god has given yeah. us isn't it and, yeah. and it's so easy to just get yeah. into a, a habit yeah mm. and it's easy to get into a habit of not doing it as well because yes. yeah, i'm well. sat here thinking yeah. we we just 
that mm. isn't our habit in our household we've completely mm. forgotten that and then when we do go to friends houses for dinner and they do it mm. I go oh yeah, yeah like and yeah. and like remembering this is good and mm. we've also we've got some friends in England and um the dad there we were friends with them when we were at university and we'd go to their house um and they had small kids then and uh, we were we were so unhelpful now I know that we've got kids we should have been more helpful when we went for dinner (laughs) but I still remember their kids were like five and seven then and they still do this now um and we their kids are like 18 now um and when we go for dinner they sit down and they say grace and then the dad will say does anybody have anyone else that we could pray for Mm. and somebody will pick someone and if not he'll have someone in mind and it's always really impacted me that he does that you know that that little moment and they have a little prayer for somebody like you were saying Mm. Lawrence thinking of someone else being thankful Mm. for someone Mm. else or um Mm. and yeah yeah, I think it's really important Mm. it it is I think I like what you said about you know making something religious um and it is as parents you you walk that very fine line Mm. of making something re- sort of a religious empty habit, but then also trying to instill a good habit, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, mm. and it's so difficult, you know, we, we you know, so many times you know, I've found I've picked up a good habit and I've lost it. And then trying to pick it up again is, mm. is, is quite difficult. <laughs> and and yeah. yeah, so I, I definitely, um, and that's something I like what you said, Judith, and, and just making sure that when we do say grace, that it is, um, from the heart, you know, mm. and it doesn't matter. I mean, I remember our boys just so excited about fireworks and just mm. thanking God again and yeah. again for fireworks. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's just, well, that's um, lovely, isn't it? So, it's genuine. Um, and- yeah. Yeah. Fireworks at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to come to your house Dramatic. for dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in a good way. Or so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you both also mentioned about chatting at dinner time. You said, uh, mm. Lawrence, about keeping it till we've you've done eating, and I understand that you know with with young kids it's a bit more you want them to eat and make sure they're getting what they want um but what would you what would you chat about if you were going to to start talking about god or faith have you how have you directed that or have you used any resources to do that what what would you what would that look like well yeah yeah so um and sort of also picking up from what you said she sort of didn't really have any sort of uh, expression of maybe genuine heartfelt faith from from her father so what what i tried to do um now it's funny again judith saying you know she couldn't get her boys i mean her girls to you know keep quiet yeah, <laughs> but yeah our, our boys are quite different I'd, i'll ask my one son how his day went you know and trying to get anything out of him um is, but like i was saying a fundamental of and life is, is eating and getting that right. One of those is getting bedtime right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know this isn't a podcast on um, uh, that, but the reason why I try and work on bedtime, getting that right and not making it a time, and why we're quite strict on it and get that sorted is because what we found is when I put the boys to bed, um, uh, two of them share a room. So what I normally do is... You know, put them to bed, um, I might lie um, with one of them or the other. And and, and then we and then they really start chatting. Mm. Um, it seems to be a time when certain things um, come to mind. Mm. Um, and now bedtime might not be the right time for, for some families, but I find that if I haven't got bedtime right and I'm 
just frustrated, exasperated, then you, you miss that time. Mm. But for me, it's, it's so important to... It, for me, the way I explain it is we, we know God is omnipresent. He's there all the time. Mm. But, and a bit like I'm around the house as a father. But that time when I'm lying next to my boys, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm f- filled with fondness and I'm, I'm present with them. You know, and, and sometimes, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, yesterday, Malda said, you know, just we were watching a program and there was quite a bit of blasphemy. And he was just saying, oh, there's just so much blasphemy. And, and the program was about an incredible journey that these people are going. It's Eco Challenge. Mm. Oh, it's and, a good program, that. Could, yes, yeah. Bear Rolls. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it's, it. It's, it's yeah. really good. Um, and yeah, and he just brought that up. And, and I was just grateful that... God gave me a verse to share with him, mm. uh, also on a journey. Um, and just that when it says, narrow is the way uh, that leads to life, but broad is the way that leads to destruction. And, and people will blaspheme. You know, the world does blaspheme, and, and they do it a lot. And, but we're on our own journey, and it's a narrow road, and, and this and that. And I find that um, I can really connect with them sort of on a one-to-one level. And we, we, we talk I'd often pray during the evening, Lord, just give me that word that I need mm. to just to say something to him. So mm. I've, I haven't got a verse that I'm reading. Um, and yeah, I just try and rely on God to give me that word. Mm. And I think before that hard work goes in so that, you know, at nighttime, I'm not filled with anger or mm. but that I'm sat there as God is our father he's filled with fondness for us love for us and just lovingly giving us his presence and mm. so yeah so that's that's what I aim to do I think that's um, that's um, great you've been so honest that 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 is a better time yeah. for doing that with you because yeah. every child is different and every family mm. is different and so if that's what works for for you guys um and maybe it would work for another family as well mm. listening and that's really helpful yeah, yeah, um yeah. and again I I'm of the opinion that boys and girls are different Mm. and you Mm. have all girls judith and you have all boys uh, lawrence so you know judith do you think that's because you know because they are girls um they're they're more willing to chat at dinner time or any time maybe um yeah i think it definitely um our girls are very talkative but i think well two of them more than than the other one but still they're they're very vocal and i think some of that is because they're girls but some of it is because they're our children because <laughs> I think we Jonathan and I like quite robust conversations and mm. about all sorts of things you know political obviously and <laughs> spiritual and just you know things around us and interactions with other mm. people so I guess they probably have inherited that from us and yeah we'll never know what a boy would have been like <laughs> so did when you you say they chat a lot but would you guide that conversation with them in terms of just everyday things or would you try and talk about god and faith um uh, on purpose mm. i think i think we would use opportunities as they arose probably we wouldn't sit down we wouldn't be thinking right at dinner time today we're going to talk yeah. about such and such what's on the agenda yeah, yeah. What's on the agenda? <laughs> right what's what haven't we covered <laughs> yeah but i think we were quite there are lots of things we were bad at as parents um, so you know we're we're honest about that but i think what we were good at was doing things spontaneously so someone for example would talk about how someone had been mean to them at school mm. i mean that was quite a common theme with girls particularly <laughs> um and we would talk about what happened talk about sometimes 
other children being mean to their friends or seeing, you know, witnessing injustice at school. Mm. And that was really good to talk about. And we'd say, oh, well, we ought to pray for such and such, whoever this person was that people have been mean to. Perhaps, perhaps, Perhaps they'd like to come round for tea with us or do you want to invite them to play or how can you be kind? How can you include them? What would Jesus do? We we often had conversations like that. And I think if you look in the Bible, when I was thinking about this, preparing for, for our chat, um, that Jesus did lots of his teaching through things that happened, mm. didn't he? Like he saw things happening yeah. like with... The Pharisees, or there was the woman at the well, or the thing in the temple, you know, and he taught people through real life situations. Um, maybe he did think, right, I need to talk to my disciples about <laughs> such and such, but a lot of it was on the back of normal life. Mm. And so I think mm. we've tried to seize opportunities probably rather than make them. Mm. So I think that's interesting that you've both kind of said that, like whether mm. it be at bedtime or at dinner time, just letting it be natural. Mm. And mm. I, I suppose it's merging those two every day and the gospel together, but not forcefully yeah. is kind of what you're saying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Um, Sometimes it can be, um, I can I can just think of moments when I was growing up with my parents mm. and, and, and sometimes there is that kind of temptation to try and, move a conversation in a certain direction mm. and i can i always saw through it. did you <laughs> I, I, you thought i know where you're going with this i know, this. Where, this is going. I know where this is going and um and so yeah so i i i can relate to that mm. and actually i would probably say that, that um because obviously right now i'm not having meaningful discussions over the are you not yeah, no, no? You're not, your quite. Own? not quite, <laughs> not quite. I mean, soon, soon yeah. are you doing the the, the plane yeah i'm hoping yeah but i just think you know growing up um the, the, what was modeled to me was um kind of like a an, an openness of, mm. of thought Around the dinner mm. table, yeah, mm. um, an openness to um, debate, mm. to give an opposing point of view on something, to and that often actually did lead to arguments. Yes, <laughs> um, and I mean that's just that was it. But then I kept on just thinking of my dad at the dinner table in the morning with his Bible mm. reading, mm. And just thinking how much of an integral part of our mm. family life is the dinner table yeah the, the life that it sees yeah you know the, yeah. the the personal devotion that moment where you want to get away early in the morning mm. and spend time with god and mm. um and and then and then it's robust conversation mm. in the evening as mm. you're debating existentialism yeah and, um, <laughs> we won't debate it. um but yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think there's a good point if i can jump in yeah, on that yeah. and say yeah um while it's good to kind of, you know, have um, a topical uh, discussion with your children, because ultimately the to- topic which is sort of chafing or burning is kind of be the one which they're probably the most teachable on. Mm. But that I, there is also time, and I would like to do this better, is also have a slightly more systematic going through the scriptures. Um, and and there is a, one or two books I've got which I, I would like to... Uh, go through a, a bit like you know pastors go take their congregations systematically through things mm. because um because there might be something that you just never deal with mm. you know and um that's true yeah. so um and and i think 
an exa- good example of your father, you know, going through the scriptures, you mm. know, and, um, and, and, and dealing with some of the things um, which, you know, may not always come up. And it's a good point as well, and someone else has mentioned this, is that I guess that teaching of our children, we have to take it so seriously because, you know, they're, they're being, as someone else has said, catechized by the world, you know, mm. literally blasted by the world. Um, and in fact, last evening, um, you know, one of my sons was showing me just a video which he'd seen. Something bad, as in, but it was just, uh, you know, something which I'm surprised and a teaching which I just thought was slightly something I wasn't, um, didn't think was you know, that, that biblical and, but yeah, they are being systematically taught, uh, in a sort of an anti, not everything's bad, but a lot of it is, you know, and, and we, so would you say using the dinner time is a good time to sort of be able mm, to bring up those topics and, and have a chat about it perhaps? Yeah. At some time I would say, uh, either dinner time, bedtime, or at some point slowly having some sort of plan for, you know, going through, you know, mm. uh, the, the scriptures and, um, yeah, just covering, trying to cover everything really. Mm. Um, it's funny you say that I've, um, been aware recently of how the first thing I do when I sit down to have my breakfast in the morning is pick up my mobile phone, which mm. is on the kitchen table. Mm. Um, mm. we made a big thing of not keeping our phones in the bedroom at night mm. to not be disturbed mm. by it, but the place I put it is on our kitchen table. And I've recognized that I, that I just, I just do it. It's there. I look at it. I look at the news or look on Instagram. And I've really been challenged to put my phone on a shelf and have a book I'm reading or my Bible there instead. And it's amazing how the first couple of times I've been like, oh, where's my phone? (laughs) I could just go, no, don't go and get it, you know. And, and, you know, I, I don't know what what is your experience Judith of having phones at the dinner table do you you know I mean I don't know were your girl, were they around when your girls were <laughs> were were growing up or or even now as as adults mm. what we you know our phones are always with us yeah. aren't they mm-hmm. um but uh how yeah have they affected your dinner times or yes <laughs> and currently they do but that's yeah. nothing to do with children <laughs> let's not go there yeah, let's yeah. not go there. that's not what this podcast's about <laughs> um i when our girls were younger phones were not such a big thing mm. so and we definitely did not have phones at the table mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really funny when we've got the whole family together so adult daughters and sons-in-law then I'm sometimes really strict and I'll say no phones at the table put your phones down everybody and um, but we also attach to them aren't we yeah and I'm somebody that really likes um like um quality time I think in the in the love languages so I like having you know I go out for coffee with a friend I like that we just chat and we don't look at our phones and most of my friends are a similar age and of a similar view um so our phones are in our bags you know when we're we're sitting and having coffee together but I think it's a real danger these days isn't it and I I know I can succumb to it as well that Mm. we're always just checking something Mm. or even if you're having a conversation Mm. you just want to google something don't you so you know conversations around the dinner table and you think oh just look that up Mm. but actually it's really detracts from from mm. proper mm. giving each other time and and yeah. discovering things together I think yeah. as well sometimes you know rather than just 
asking the Google. Google. That's what yeah. my mum would say. <laughs> she says, ask the Google. Oh, the, ask I know, it's Google. hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> After tapping it in. One of our girls says, type it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they were looking. Yeah. Ask Alexa. But rather yeah. than just going straight to our phones to find the answer, I think it, there's value in talking about yeah. it, isn't yeah. there? And, and having a discussion. Working and, it out yeah. together. And so like you were saying, um, Lawrence, opening the Bible and just reading a few few verses, mm. you know, or a bit more, however old your children are, and then mm. saying, what do you think? Or mm. um, I mm. guess that's, it grows relationship, doesn't it? Mm. But it also um, helps mm. them to grow in their faith as well. Yeah. Have you guys tried well, I, that yet? I was, was going to comment on, you know, sitting and reading your scriptures, um, you know, reading your Bible on the table. And, and yeah, I've, Sean, I do try that because, and, and not read because, you know, read the Bible on our phone because, you know, my boys will see me, you know, look at my phone, do this and that. Uh, and then they might, I might be reading the, the Bible, but they just don't know that. Mm. Whereas um, yeah. just uh, sort of reading uh, that in front of them uh, and not so, nothing big and showy, just saying it's, it's, it's something mm. which we, we try and build into our life. Mm. Um, and reading uh from a book and, and then they that's something they can can see mm-hmm. and you're right um reading you know that's exactly what if, if i'm reading and i come to a verse i think well let me find a commentary on that let mm-hmm. me find this yeah. mm-hmm. and and then the next minute um you know it's mm-hmm. yeah so the table's full of books yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i love so, it so this year, obviously, 2020, mm. um, when we're recording, is been a bit different. We had that period of time when we were locked together in our houses. Um, did uh, meal times look any different for you in your in your households? Was it a more special time? Was it you were just fed up with each other, so it was a harder time? Were there special moments uh that actually um you had great discussions can you think of anything that that happened during lockdown um i i, I found uh lockdown as many people did and and some didn't but i, I found it quite difficult as working and studying and mm. having the family so i probably you know which is relevant to our discussion is that normally my phone is quite uh, a separate thing. I use it for talking and maybe leisure, if you like, or mm. social media, or whatever. But because uh, I was away from work um, and people had to use that as a way of communicating and emails and all of that, I found it became a bigger part of my life. Uh, and that line between trying to work and be at home just merged. Mm. And yeah, I, I found that. Actually, I've, I found with my boys, um, if I really want to, you know, talking specifically uh, during COVID, is we, we went out and had some really cool times, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's because I was trying to get them out, give maybe Charmaine a break. Um, Charmaine would do the schooling with them and then I'd go out. And yeah, I'd, it probably was born out of boredom. But yeah, we just picked sticks <laughs> up and broke them and played <laughs> swords and... Um, yeah, I just walked to the beach and d- discovered stuff. And yeah, th- for me, that was probably a special time being outside, um, 
and it's being recorded. I was officially outside for no longer than is it two hours? <laughs> well done, <yes. laughs> well done. Never a minute left. Yeah. Well was, uh, it was all within the rules. Within the rules, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find that there was space then to to have more conversations with them or? That did things just crop up more? I I, um, I think, yeah, there, there have been times um, where I went to listen to a debate uh, and between atheists and a, uh, a Christian. And, you know, the, the atheist said, you know, he looks out to creation and says, oh, you know, there's nothing there. Um, but often I'll say to my boys, and, and they'll say it as well, you know, I'll just say, wow, God, this is unbelievable. Mm. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This is the God who... Um, created all this stuff it's just amazing um, and I, I quite often like to look at the stars I've sometimes gone out in the middle of the night with my mm. oldest to look at the stars and, and just let you know, drink mm. in that mm. awesomeness and, oh, and, and that, yeah. yeah and that just feeds into um, trusting you know think wow mm. God holds all this together um, mm. you know we don't have to quite um, worry about all these other things you know God's you know, mm. so that's great. Um, no, it's really so. building those foundations and encouraging them to have just aware of, of God all the time. Um, mm. That's amazing. Judith, you, uh, your girls have grown up um, now, um, but like um, Lawrence has always been encouraging his, his boys to see God in everything. Um, have you seen evidence of that in the, in your girls as they've grown up, that, that doing that encouraging when they're young then feeds into, into their growing of their faith as they get older? Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think... When I was thinking about this, I was thinking we never wanted our children to be polite with us. Hmm. And um, so we wanted them to perhaps a bit like James's family mealtimes where (laughs) there were robust discussions and people were allowed to air their Hmm. feelings, even if those feelings sometimes were Hmm. quite difficult. You know, we'd always try and be referees with, with that, you know, but making sure that they did they were able to express how they felt mm. and bringing God and worshipping God into that. So I was thinking it's a bit like the Psalms, you know, where mm. the David and the other psalmists, they say all sorts of stuff about why is life unfair and why is it yeah. this and why is that? But then you bring it back to, but God's good and mm. he's faithful and he loves us. So I think we've had loads of those kind of discussions mm. with the girls while they were growing up and, I think the wonderful thing was always if they were struggling, they they would often say, oh, mummy, will you pray? Or hmm. we'd pray hmm. in the car park at school when they were afraid of going in. We'd pay, hmm. pray on journeys to other places. We, too, had amazing times praying with them at night. Hmm. And I think because that was one-on-one usually, hmm. that was always really precious. And like hmm. Lawrence said, often lots of things would come out at bedtime. Um hmm. And yeah, we, we struggled with one funny story, but we struggled to get um, authentic praying at bedtime. One of our children loved to pray by rote and would always want to say exactly the same prayer every night, like a superstitious thing, because she had nightmares and she would say, and I'd say, no, you're not praying that prayer tonight. You're going to pray something different and you're going to thank God for something that's happened today or something that you're thankful for. And so she'd say this this you know, oh, thank you, Lord, for my lovely new dress or my this. <laughs> and then she'd say, and, and before I, she would have to say it before I got out of the door. 
because she had to say it with me in the room for some reason. And then she'd quickly just get the little recited bit done. I said, no! Hopefully this doesn't still happen. We'll have to ask her, won't we? I didn't mention her name. So. No, off the record. Off the record. So if there are parents listening who are thinking, okay, how do I even, how do I do that? How do I recognize those moments and what do I say? And what would you encourage them um, in those moments in that doubting of not feeling like they can, can be competent to ask those questions or point those things out? Maybe sort of connecting and, and you know, worship and discipleship and all of those things is maybe sort of writing a letter to my eldest son. Um, mm. So, mm. Um, you know, and as is being honest, you know, sometimes I just, you know, get angry or frustrated or shout and it's, you know, it's, yeah, and just, you know, um, written to my son and just say, you know, I apologize, you know, I love you. I don't always get it right. You, you can pray for the fruit of the spirit in me. Um, and because he, you know, he loves sort of writing and mm. doing messages and, mm. and all of that. And, and then the other thing, I think really blessed to be uh, at the church and sort of piggyback some of their things that they offer. So the songs they sing, you know, um, I think Smile Lighthouse. Um, mm. we, we, we've sung that a couple of times. And unfortunately, I'm not a musician at all, Charmaine is. But um, sometimes singing that with the boys is, mm. is quite sweet. And, mm. and it, it's quite nice because they're not self-conscious. They, they will sing it and I'll, I'll sing it with them. And yeah, I just think that's something I'd like to do more, a good discipline. We, we don't always have to sing with, um, you know, an amazing band set up. Unless you've got that in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and not maybe relying on YouTube and, and just singing. Um, mm. And it, it is a sacrifice to God. And, and yeah, so I've, I've sort of wanted to t- try to do that. And, and I forget how much, you know, I, I'm a became a Christian when I was a teenager and um, there's some songs which I learned then which I, I will sing now and they not, yeah. not many people know them and I, I learned them when I was in South Africa and yeah they just really bless me and mm. um, yeah trying to do that a bit, a bit mm. more with them so mm. um, yeah. yeah I love that that's just really encouraging yeah just mm. having those little bits of resources to help prompt you or to yeah mm. that's really mm. great um, Judith is there anything you would Um, encourage others with to keep going (laughs) I think authenticity I've mentioned it before but it's so important and and Lawrence touched on it with apologizing to your children and we had that as a high value in our family that Mm. if we um, Jonathan or I did things wrong which we did Mm. fairly often you know we didn't always get things right but that we would be quick to say that we were sorry and Mm. and ask them to forgive us as as we expected them also when they'd done things wrong to, mm. to say sorry and to model that. But, all, yeah, just to be real with them and not put on uh, a face of how you you would think you should be as a parent, yeah. but mm. actually be genuine and yeah. genuine in in the right way about your struggles. I mean, you don't want your children to carry have to carry your burdens, but, but there's a way of being authentic, I think, which speaks to them far more than 
Mm, yeah, having thought, a program for their lives, mm, if you yeah, like. and, and trying to be the perfect parent yeah. as well as just mm. pe- people who. Because I think people sometimes say, "Oh, their parent was like that. They don't want to be like that yes. at all," and then they <laughs> sort of swing from one the side way, to the other. Yeah. And um, I just think being obviously we work on our parenting and, and all of that, but just yeah, like so being honest with them and ultimately mm. pointing to God and mm. just saying. You know, the way I want to be a father is the way God fathers me, but I will yeah. get it wrong. And, and that's why you do have a heavenly father. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. So very true. You, oh, there's just been some really great stuff this evening, hasn't there? I feel really challenged. And you, James, have you? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've really, I mean, my main take home, <laughs> to use that word, probably for me, we've been talking about the dinner table tonight, mm. but also that's kind of stretched out into bedtime routines mm. and just stuff throughout the day. But it's so interesting to think how this table that we're gathered around right now mm. is a real hub, yeah. a real, mm. and also a real mm. safe space. Yeah, mm. I think for sharing, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think what we what we've all chatted about is is whatever we can, whatever it looks like, is creating that safe space mm. to be able to authentically share, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and I think that's probably for me the biggest thing that I'll go oh, okay. That's something that I would want to do, whatever that looks like, whether it's mm. at the dinner table or if it's reading a bedtime story or if it's creating that safe space, yeah. I think, to share um, for her yeah. and for me as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think that's, that's what I'd probably really encourage by tonight. Mm. So. I think for kids going out into the world every day, into school and struggles maybe and people rejecting them or, you know, mm. things that are difficult to deal with, to come home and to have that wonderful security of being Mm. loved by their parents parents Mm. who love jesus and demonstrate that to them and knowing they're loved by jesus too you know it's a real privilege Mm. isn't it and um, Mm. a joy yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. well i've loved it i've loved that we had the honesty of of noisy messy dinner times (laughs) and um yeah honesty and talk and just how you guys have just said about being natural and and that's Mm. yeah i find that really encouraging um it's been great yeah. Yeah, thank you. Do you want to finish yeah, us finish by prayer? Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you, Lord, so much for um, just real conversation and mm. real life and, um, and and real intention as well. Mm. Um, I pray, Father God, help help me uh, as a budding parent to be intentional, which in a way which mm. um, is authentic. Mm. Um, and I, I, I really pray, Father, for anybody who's listening who's thinking, I'm, I'm struggling with this area. I, you know, perhaps my child is just not interested. I just pray for grace. Mm-hmm. Um, just take that pressure off. And, and I just pray, help us as parents to, to model well mm-hmm. and, and to just be ourselves as lovers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I pray, Holy Spirit, would you do your thing um, with our kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring them to you. Um, mm. we can put the kindling in place but only you light it mm. and so we pray we give that over to you we put that in your hands mm. and we say your will be done mm. Amen. 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 Amen well thank you for joining us for this episode of the Childlike Podcast we hope it has blessed you today and give you some ideas for helping your family grow in their faith together for more resources don't forget to check out the parents page of steps.rock.gg and we hope you will join us again next time